Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. This morning, we have a special guest with us all the way from Jamaica, Pastor Vincent James. He's going to come and speak to us about miracles, but he's a significant man, significant ministry in Jamaica and in the church in uh, known Pastor Carl and his family for, for a very long time. So uh, if you would, please, let's have, give a warm welcome to Pastor Vincent James. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. I am so delighted to be here this morning. And this bag belonged to Pastor Carl. So will you please receive it for me, sir? And hand it over to him. <laughs> Actually, it's, um, it's a little gift from that church that you saw on the screen a while ago. Impact has helped us tremendously with that new roof. So Miracle Tabernacle in thanks and appreciation sent the reverend a little gift. Thank you for having me this morning. And um, I came in on Friday evening, and of course, we worked on that roof like for 10 weeks, night and day, nonstop, until it was completed. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just like to share with us this morning from, and it's interesting that this particular chapter has been quoted so many times since I am here. It is the gospel according to St. Matthew, and it's chapter 9, and I'm, I'm literally going to read a few verses for us. The Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 9, reading from verse 32, it reads, As they went out, behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said, 
He cast out demons by the ruler of the demons. What I like about this is that Jesus didn't pay the Pharisees any mind. He just went about doing God's assignment for his life. Look at verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is the word of the Lord. I understand that impact is going through the Bible within the year. And I am fascinated with the miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ and the miracles in the gospel. Now, my fascination caused me to ask the question, what is a miracle? What is a miracle? A miracle is a divine, supernatural intervention into the human needs. A miracle is a divine supernatural intervention into the human need. If we don't have a need, we don't need a miracle. We need a miracle because we have a need. And the need came about because of and um, what my brother constantly referred to while we were doing communion, a thing called sin. How did sin enter the world? It entered through our four parents. Our four parents, Adam and Eve, had sinned against God. And because of sin comes death, disease, 
sicknesses. And you name the different needs that come about all because of sin. I, I propose to you that the incarnation itself is a miracle. The incarnation is one of the most awesome of the Godhead. Can you imagine the eternal God? May I say to us that time is too limited to hold God. God lives in eternity. And the eternal God split eternity, eternity past, eternity future and right between there created a thing called time and in time he created man and man is created to love God fellowship with God Walk with God. Talk with God. Enjoy precious moments with God. That's why he created us. <sighs> one, of, one of the thought that I am constantly amused at is that all the creature on planet earth is only man talk. All the creatures that live on planet earth is only man that invent stuff. Because we are made in his image, in his likeness. We are made to love him and to care for each other just like how God care for us. Hallelujah. And the Lord knew that man was going to get himself in trouble. I have come, as a minister of the gospel, I have come across so many uh, questions and, 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 and people are always asking questions. Why did God allow man to sin? God did not allow man to sin. Man is a victim him of his own disobedience. It is a matter that man jump into sin all by himself. Because God didn't create man to be a robot. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Lift your foot. No. Man is made intellectually brilliant. Man is a superb creature made by God 
to function and to love God as he ought to function and love God. So, we got ourselves in this mess. But God, through the miracle of the incarnation, watch this, the Godhead drew up a master plan. And in that master plan, the decision was taken in heaven, in the eternal heart of God, that one of us must die for the human race. And it is decided in the Godhead that Jesus Christ should be the one. Hallelujah. So when Jesus showed up in God's appointed time to be born on the earth, watch this. And, 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 and I am mystified by it. How is it that the eternal God, Jesus Christ himself, contain himself into a human body in the womb of his mother Mary, nine months to be born into the human race so that he can look at man through human eyes. I am amazed at the mystery of Almighty God. And in doing this, he lived here with us, grew up among us, feel what we feel, ah, suffer hunger. He was weary and was sleeping. Our sister just read that. The brother got into the bottom of the boat and he fell asleep. And the disciples, they were so worried. What? Lord, this is the Sea of Galilee and you are sleeping? And the master rose up, cool, calm. Look at the wind and the waves. And he spoke a word. And there was a calm. And they were still. And Jesus looked at them and said, Where is your faith? Because the word says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing 
good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. May I say to us that miracles, healings, deliverance ought to be a daily part of the life of the church of Jesus Christ. I have had the opportunity of seeing so many mighty miracles done by Almighty God that where I am standing here now, it is impossible to tell God he can't work a miracle. I have seen too much. I'd like to refer this morning to one of my favorite miracles in the Bible. One of my favorite miracles in the Bible is the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus took sick and, and uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ have this family that was his special friend. And, and of course, this story is told in the gospel according to St. John chapter 11 from the first verse straight through. And the brothers took sick and Jesus knew he was sick. And Jesus was in no hurry to go and heal him. And David, when David is afraid and don't know what to do, and he prayed to the Lord, he said, hurry up, Lord, hurry up, and come get this thing done. But Jesus was in no hurry. And Jesus looked at his disciples when Lazarus was dead and said to his disciples, our friend Lazarus, sleep. And the disciples said, wow, Lord, if he's sleeping, he's doing well. <laughs> and Jesus said, he's dead. And I am glad that he is dead. Oh, God, help me. I mean, when we have somebody die, we mourn, we cry, because we miss the person. But Jesus said, I am glad that the man is dead. Why? Because for the glory of God shall be manifested through his death. I am glad he is dead so that I will go and raise him from the dead. Now, and then even at that point, he was in no hurry. Four days later, <laughs> Jesus showed up. 
and, and, and Martha went out to meet him and said, Lord, if you have been here, my brother had not died. And Jesus said, your brother shall rise again. And of course, Mary got into this religious thing. I have a problem with religion. See with me, please. I, I, I need Jesus because Jesus is real. I need salvation because salvation is real. It change, it transform, it cleanses, it renews, it removes us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and of God's dear son. And Martha said, oh yes, Lord, I know he shall rise again at the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said, cut your religious belief. I am Ooh, Jesus. Children of God, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we need the I am in our lives today. Not somebody who is going to or who was able to, but I am. God looked at Moses and, and said to Moses when Moses was asking, whenever I go to Egypt and the people ask me your name, what shall I tell them? <laughs> and God said, tell them, I am that I am. Mm. In the past is I am. In the present is I am. In the future he is I am. I am. I am. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Oh God, it's a dangerous thing not to set a leash on me and tell me what time to finish. Okay, thank you, sir. I need to watch that clock right there. And, 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 and so... After all of that, Martha left him, went, told Mary, the master has come and called for you. Four days after, the brother is in this cave, in the sepulcher, and Jesus showed up. It doesn't matter how long you are in your sick 
situation when Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when Jesus, the I am, when Jesus, the light of the world, show up, time does not matter. Four days. So Martha went out to meet the master. And of course Jesus said, Show me where you lay him. <laughs> and, and, and of course they said to him, Lord, by this time, he stinketh. And Jesus said, Did I not say unto you, If you would believe, You would see the glory of God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish this story, But saints, let, let Brother James encourage you here, That, Almost all the miracles and the healings and the signs and wonders of Almighty God that I have seen come through dedicated prayer and fasting. Oh God help me. And some of us say, oh pastor, I can't fast, sir. If Jesus fasted, we can fast. Mm -mm. May I mush up past the call church now? <laughs> if the Apostle Paul fasted, we can fast. If the early church fasted we can fast listen to me i remember the last time i was here i said that the church of jesus christ is not going home sick or weak or anemic in any way it is not going home dragging a lame leg through the world. No brother, no sister. When we leave this earth, we are going home in a blaze of spiritual glory. Ah. And it don't come by us just being called Christian. It come by us having a personal heart-to-heart -heart relationship with our Father who art in heaven. So, If Jesus prayed every day, we, we read a little earlier from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, 
But watch this. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 said, Jesus got up a great while before daybreak and he went out apart to pray. In other words, if you observe carefully, Jesus don't pray over a miracle before he performed the miracle. Reason for that is because each day Jesus know his assignment. What he must need do for almighty God. Because a great while before day he has already spoken to his father and the father instructed him he said i do always those things which please my father and according to the work of the father that was assigned to him so he worked so this particular day for this miracle it was god's assignment for it to be done oh god i wonder who father has a sign in this congregation to be healed and delivered today i wonder because he who is the same yesterday today and forever is always performing miracles. Let me let me let me let me share with you something that um, uh, some some high school students in Jamaica um, experienced some time ago. Uh, Sister Lissett is here with me, and I spoke so often about this because. It's, 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 really, it's really, really something else. So these high school students was, of, was, of course, were boarding at this home. And so each morning, they were provided with egg sandwich. And they were always having egg sandwich, egg sandwich, egg sandwich. Egg sandwich, egg sandwich, egg sandwich. And more egg sandwich. So, they develop a strategy. One of the young men, he would go out first and he would look at what is at, on the dining table and he will shout it to the other guys, Hebrews 13.8. And the word move them around them. Oh, it's the same thing out there on the table. So each morning they go out, Hebrews 13, 8. Of course, the owner for the home, the lady, became very curious, so she decided to check Hebrews 13, 8. 
Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Needless to say, their menu was changed. No more exanguage. If these guys can use it that way, how about us, the children of God? Hear me. Miracles are fresh every day. God heal every day. God delivers every day. God set free every day. Oh, Jesus, help me. There are some habits that that is attached to us. And it would appear as if we can't break them. Take them to Jesus Christ. I am here to tell you that there is no habit that the cross cannot break. There is no habit that the blood cannot deliver from. Ooh. And so, watch Jesus now. Give, give me ten more minutes. Can you give me ten more minutes? Ten more minutes. Alright, alright. Um, here comes Jesus to the tomb of his good friend Lazarus. And while he's there at the tomb, he stood and he said, Roll away the stone. And I'm not going to give any interpretation what he, me what he meant. He, as far as I'm concerned, he literally mean roll away the stone. Because on the mouth of that cave was a huge stone. And Jesus want the stone to be removed. The first song that the praise and worship team sung. Do you remember that first song? You remember the first line? Do you remember it? Yeah. That's it. He stood outside the grave. And he called my name. Hallelujah. And Jesus stood outside the grave of Lazarus and he called Lazarus <laughs> by name. Woo. The resurrection and the life. And I'm so glad he didn't say dead's comfort. Because if he had said dead, comfort. All them dead <laughs> in that sepulcher would be coming out. But he want one and he called that one by name. <laughs> Lazarus comfort. No, what amazes me is that the Bible said that this man came forth bound. Ha! 
hands and feet. And my mind up here is saying to me, if he is bound, how did he come forth? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and somewhere in my spirit here, something tell me, tells me that the word of Jesus Christ was so powerful that the commanding words of the master actually brought him forth. The same word that spoke everything into being when God our father stood back there in, 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 in the beginning of creation and said let there be light and here comes light oh Jesus and he called everything into being that word but watch this my mind my mind again see with me my mind again my mind said to me, Lazarus in the region of the dead, where his spirit were in the bosom of Abraham, our forefather. What a good thing Jesus never said dead comfort. Boy. I go back to that. Because here he is in the bosom of Abraham. And Lazarus heard his name. And the spirit of Lazarus returned to that decomposed body. And the moment his spirit entered that decomposed body, all of a sudden the heart begin to pump again and all those blood vessels and vein that decomposition had set in on the power of the word of Jesus Christ caused him to return to normal and they begin to function normal his eyes that had sunken into a hole because of decomposition those eyes return and begin to see ah the foot bone connect to the ankle bone ankle bone to uh, whatever your name uh, connect there and there connect to knee and knee connect to tie and tie connect to hip hip to backbone backbone to shoulder bone he that was dead came forth bound and Jesus said loose him and let him go a quick little piece of interpretation here there are many of us who came out of our sins and we we come with all manner of baggages and we must need be loose 
And you hear what happened? Jesus ain't going to do that. <laughs> he leave you and I in the church to assist in the cleaning up of these brethren. Listen to me. Saints of God, I have seen Jesus healed a crippled man, a man who was crippled for 14 years. And do you know something, my brother? I didn't take the thing serious. I went to a church in a district outside of one of our parish called Manchester. And we usually spend the whole day there. And so I, I always carry some young men with me. And these two young men was walking and witnessing and they saw this man that was crippled. And when they saw the man, they went over to witness to him. And the man said to them, you know, I heard that Richard Roberts, who is Oral Roberts' son, is coming into the city of Mandeville, and I am waiting until when he come, uh, I am going to go up there because I need to walk again, and I need my healing. And these two young men look at the man and said to him, the same God that is in Mandeville, that same God is down here in your town. And, and, and we are taking you to church. And so here I am at the church watching these two young men with this crippled man. And they brought him to the church and sat him down at the front seat of the church. And I said in my heart, Lord, have mercy on us this evening. Because, and then they came with a lot of excitement, pastor, pastor, this man. And they repeated the story. And I said, these young men don't have sense. That's not how the Lord do this thing. And that is what I was saying. And, and he sat there and all through the evening service, I am preaching, but my mind is on this crippled man sitting at the front because it, it, the, the man was brought here because he was told that the same God was down here. To heal him. And as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if me. I have the faith. To speak to the Lord on the behalf of this crippled man. So I ministered. And when I was through ministering. I went over to him. And I said to him. Ah. Oh, your, your little body is nothing for God to heal. And, and, and all when I was saying that, I was but a hypocrite. I didn't mean it. And, and, and I just said that to him. And um, I said, but when you are healed, what are you going to do with God's healing? 
And he said, I want to serve the Lord, sir. I said, you want to serve the Lord? He said, yes, sir. I said, wow, that's good. And so I led him to the Lord, taught him the repentant prayer, brought him into the family, prayed over him, and the same two young men picked him up, took him home. Eight days after, the brother woke up and started walking. And, and, and I went to the church to do a study, a Bible study. And a sister was sprinting down the road, coming to catch Pastor James. And when she came, she said, Pastor, Pastor. I said, slow down, sister. What happened? She said, you remember the man, sir? I said, man? What man? The crippled man, sir. So when she said the crippled man, I thought the man had died. So... I said, yes, I remember the crippled man. And she said, he's walking, sir. He's walking, he's walking, he's walking. And, and, and I was so shocked. I said, oh, that's how the Lord does it. <laughs> and, and while I was saying that, the Lord said, you hypocrite. I did it not because of you, but because of his faith and the faith of the two young men. Because a lot of time as pastors, we take a lot of glory unto ourselves. And when God was doing it, we were not even a part of the faith process that get the job done. And that's why, as servants of the Lord, we constantly have to humble ourselves before God. Let him finish, I'm finished. Vincent, you asked for 10 minutes and 10 minutes. Done. Quickly, what is the purpose of a miracle? The purpose of Every miracle is to bring glory to God. Miracles are not for preachers' fanfare. Miracles are to glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Finally, Miracles, all miracles come through faith. Jesus said to Martha, if you would believe, you shall see the glory of God. Faith, what is faith? Faith is a divine substance that sees God as the only true and living God and move his and to act on the behalf of the seeker. The
person that is seeking God for help. Does he work miracles today? He still work miracle. The church is still in its building processes. Amen? And as long as the church is in its building process, he is working miracles. And saints of the living God, he's not changed in any way. He's still the same. And may I say to you that if any of you here, and, and seriously, and, and seriously, from the depth of your heart, want to pray for you because of a particular sickness, we will do it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor. That was, uh, that was amazing. Only believe, eh? Only, didn't I tell you if you believe, you would see the glory of God? What an amazing reminder about that today, eh?